freaking auto! This is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Ward, you are. And Brooke, you are. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Salk. All right, let's clear up a couple of things. First of all, Brock, text toy kind of all over your Baltimore take. Not, about not a lot of diva? Well, that there's not a lot of drama there. Okay. Earl, On defense? Earl Thomas. Oh, he was one and done. They didn't even put I up know, the but crowd. there was drama. Well, yes, they brought him in. And so they your realized... point is once there's drama, they just move well, it like along. Well, like the players yes. themselves said, we want him out. Right. That's exactly right. Because okay. they had such Fair. a culture of that way. So you're done. Ray like, Rice is the other one that comes up. I mean, that was a, a horrendous, horrendous stuff. And obviously off the field. And But you, they don't put up, they, you don't see their name in lights. You Lamar's don't see Lamar's contract drama. stuff last year where he was, was maybe sitting. I mean, I don't yep. know. It's hard for me to fully agree. I understand what the There is no question saying. that you can't can't have some drama but defensively yeah defensively their brand and their identity has been about that group and yeah. about that team and then uh the other uh, side of the text line is just furious with me Uh-oh. stop with the trading dk talk he's yeah. gonna hate seattle because of this the media yeah. doesn't even realize the impact you have he's gonna make him hate it here mm. um and then there once again salk please stop talking about this how did the aj brown trade work out for the titans it goes on and on and on right. mike shut the well yep. i'm not even gonna read mm-hmm. that front door Yes, yeah, some, yep, something front something very place. similar to the front yep. door. Mm-hmm. A- am I crazy in talking about this? I, I really I, I feel like I every time I do it, I need to like give the caveat. A, this isn't about DK. It's not about him. Kind of like at 730 when we talked to Bryce Miller and you asked him, hey, you know, this offseason, your name came up a lot. Right. And what did Bryce say? I mean, you get it. I get it. I'm a professional. This is and now baseball does maybe a little bit more than that than football. But, Bryce but when looks you have a it coaching change, when you have a coaching change and you have a whole new regime come in here and everything is turned over is a is a veteran professional player. Tyler Lockett understands it. All these veterans understand it. It's the game. Hey, man, we get to a point when we're making in football. Okay, when football, you get to a point where you're making significant money and significant hits on the salary cap, you become kind of like a young arm in baseball. You become one of those kind of tradable or reworkable contract. That's that's what it is. And it's not about, I think people hear it and they always assume it means, oh, you want DK gone. It couldn't be less about that. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with valuable trade assets, with building the roster the best way you can do it, and finding the only options you have out there to try to increase your ability to to bring in more beef up front on the offense. You'll see on the this defense. in season seven, episode twelve. I can't that, wait. Yep, yeah, that uh, that our guy, Mister Specter, had to do something he didn't want to do, but this was the only thing we could do. Mm. He got in such a pinch that he had to sign his name to something that, you know what, I don't want to do this, but there really is no other way out of this. Mm. And I don't think the Seahawks have their backs that squarely against the wall. So I don't think DK is the only way to do this and the only value. I think reworking contracts. I think, you know, the Jamal Adams, maybe a Tyler Lockett. And that hurts to say, too, because Tyler's an unbelievable player. You know, I think there is ways to free up cap and space. But as far as draft capital, as far as legitimate draft capital, is there a more valuable asset on return? No. Charles Cross, but you're not going to you're would, not going to rob Peter the point. Right. That's exactly right. Geno Smith, maybe. I mean, may, but I don't think you get a first round pick for Geno, do you? No. 
I don't either. You might not get a second the, round pick back. Not with for the other him. free agents yeah. on the market, and not with six you might guys. Might get a second in the first round pick back picks. for Geno, maybe a yeah. third somewhere in that range. But you know, the, the the other side of this too is okay for those people who are saying Salk, you're being ridiculous. This and that. DK's the greatest. Oh, by the way, he's not worth a first round pick. If he's so great, why isn't he worth a first round pick? Some of that stuff's a little gray and fuzzy. It in is football. a little gray. You're right, but it there's but but he's already been paid. If you don't think DK Metcalf is worth a first round pick then you don't think that highly of DK Metcalf. Well, here's some of the other challenge, Salk, and here's some of the other problem in this, in the texture brought that up. Mm. Let's go back and look at that Tennessee and Philly thing. How did that really, you know, work out? And the league looks at these things. They just do. They looked in the rearview mirror at them. Secondly, kind of like baseball. Hold on a second. Hold on. on. No, 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 no. You hold on a second, okay? You've written an article (laughs) and you've had your time. How well did the Tyreek Hill one work out, though, for Kansas City? (laughs) Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Secondly, and this is where, like baseball, the league is smartened up in some of these areas, right? Some of these trades and the trade deadline over the last few years, there's a whole lot more smarter people, younger people, progressive minds in baseball that, you know, through analytics and otherwise, have got a whole lot of data and understand it maybe a little bit that much more. I think the league is understanding and it has already had that understanding that if you don't have a unicorn, you don't have Patrick Mahomes, you don't have Josh Allen, you don't have Lamar Jackson, you don't have... I don't know, one of these three or four guys, Joe Burrow's probably close to that, Mm -hmm. then you better do it at the line of scrimmage. You better do it with big people. You better do it with offensive and defensive linemen. And I'm not going to say there isn't that team or that desperation or that market condition that can change or tweak some of that. But I think by and large, when you listen to the Daniel Jeremiah's and all the people that Stacy rattled off that they talked to, I think most of the folks at the top understand, hey, man, if we don't have this unicorn, we better build this thing with Mm -hmm. big people. Offensive line, defensive line, because that's the fastest way to compete. By the way, there's another one to look at, and that is the Devontae Adams trade. And that's worked out pretty well for Green Bay, who was back in the playoffs this year. And the Raiders haven't done jack squat. So, So, you know, there is no one to point at that. By the way, he also went for a first and a third, and that Mm -hmm. was before he needed to get paid. Mm -hmm. So if if you have a guy that's already been paid... I don't think a first and a second is out of the realm. So the league would look at both of those deals and say that was a bad deal for the Raiders. Yeah, and that was a, ultimately a bad deal for field for, for Philly. I no, know they I went, to so. Philly went to a Super Bowl. Went to a Super Bowl. I don't yeah, think went it to a was. Super Bowl, but kind of decimated the locker room and was one of the kind so, of the feet. So you think yeah. it was a bad deal for both Philly and Tennessee? I don't know. I I, I think that I. I think there's room to get something done, and mm-hmm. if I'm John Schneider, it's absolutely something I would be looking at. Doesn't mean I'm automatically pulling the trigger on yep. whatever is offered to me, but I'm. And certainly... I'm not bending. I'm not giving. No. My house is worth X, and absolutely. if I'm not getting a first rounder, then I'm going to take my house off the market. Totally like, agree. One hundred. Pretty good and pretty 100% comfortable. Hundred percent agree. Hey, I know you want to play some Ryan Grubb. Let me just take a moment and play this one cut from him because I think it's interesting. Uh, and just talking about what he does want to do with the offense, and that's been the one big concern, right? Is he a guy who can run the ball or? Is is he just a pass happy mm-hmm. college spread kind of a guy? And he answered that question directly yesterday. Yeah, I think, you know, over the course of my career, we've, we've done both. Certainly. Um, I think, you know, when you look at what we did, probably more specifically at UW over the last two seasons, we were, you know, accentuating the positives and there's three receivers that are probably going to get drafted this year. And so I think, you know, moving the football through the air was a logical choice. Um, and we are going to be a physical team in Seattle and, um, over the years, that's something that we've certainly done when the components all matched up. You know, we, we ran the ball very effectively, and I look forward to it. I think that when you have an established run game, it makes calling those other plays and auxiliary plays off of it um, a lot easier, honestly. It's when you don't have the presence mm-hmm. of a run game that things can get really tricky. 
Yeah, and you've got two NFL offense tackles to be drafted in the first and second round, throwing a tight end, 13 guys at the combine. That's a receiver, three receivers, a quarterback, a tight end, two tackle. Like, yeah, that that was the group. That was the strength of this group. Had Dylan Johnson been healthy? No, by the way, a number that was very compelling to me. When Dylan did get healthy, do you know that in the second half of the season, they were a top 20 rushing team with him averaging over five yards a carry? And oh, by the way, also ran for over 1,000 yards. Very interesting. So it was not that one-dimensional, even though the stats would kind of tell some of that narrative. All right. Coming up next, uh, we'll give you guys everything you okay, need to bruv. know. Okay, Bruv. Uh, yes, Salk likes to argue for the sake of arguing. Nah. That's really not true. Salk, you're so rude. I mean, you do, you do enjoy a good debate. I do, but that's not what this is about. Honestly, Why I think we got to argue? Yeah. This is a pretty good idea. We're just debating. We're just debating. It's just part of the fun. All right, let's come back. We'll give you guys everything you need to know, and then we'll open up the phone line so you can call me a jerk to my face. It's more fun. We'll do that in uh, 20 it minutes really after everything you need to know. How dare you? It's Brock and Salk, Sales Sports on 710. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, it was a big day yesterday for the Seahawks. Well, really, by doing not much of anything, they decided to move forward with Geno Smith and with Dre Jones and any other players who had contracts, which became guaranteed for the season as of today. John Schneider was on yesterday with Wyman and Bob. He was talking more about uh, his new title, President of Football Operations. Honestly, it's just an accountability with coaches, right? So now the coaches report to me. And in the past, that, that just wasn't the case. The coaches reported to Pete Carroll and, and uh, the two of us reported ownership and now uh, coaching reports up through us. And you think that's a big deal? It is a big deal. And you've seen that in this hiring process that I, I think over the years have been kind of fascinating to see the different debates about defensive coordinators. Ken Norton, Clint Hurd, is this really the best move? Are we getting younger? Are we innovative? Are we on the details? What, what are we doing here? Those are Pete Carroll's decisions. He was the director of football operations in charge of that silo. It is now John Schneider. And as Stacy said to us last hour, <laughs> we probably should have seen some of this coming. John's a risk taker. He makes trades. He makes bold moves. He doesn't just go to whatever everybody else is doing in the league. He's not not a copycat. He's an originator. He's a disruptor. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these <laughs> hires have felt that way. You know, I feel about disruptors these I days. Ryan Grubb uh, will be coming up from college to the pros for the first time. He was asked yesterday about that change. Well, I think there, there's the obvious, you know, the, the hashes, things like that are important. But I think the personnel-based scheme, uh, there, there's some things that you have to be uh, probably far more alert to as far as who's on the football field, whether it's base or nickel packages, you know, the identification of personnel problems. Um, you have those issues in college as well, but I think they can be a bit more prevalent in the NFL. And then also I think uh, the limited possessions, I think that, that part of the game is a little bit different offensively. Personnel-based schemes? Say that again? That's what he said, personnel-based yeah, schemes? Yeah, matchups, one-on-ones. You know, how, how do I, and that is and should be a strength of his. I like how he said that right there. This is a differentiator between college and pro. Mm -hmm. You can get away in college many, many times with, hey, man, let's just maximize our strengths. Let's just highlight our strengths. Let's make sure we land on that. Yeah, we got some vulnerabilities, but we'll get the ball out. You know, yeah, we might get hit on this, but we'll take, not in the NFL. In the NFL, you find that the best coordinators are like, okay, Yes, I need to get everybody their touches, but if we don't protect our fortress and we don't protect against our vulnerabilities, we won't get the ball to anybody. We must protect this house. <laughs> Here's the second thing 
you need to know. I don't know why. That still makes me laugh all these years later. <laughs> so silly. Uh, what are the Mariners going to do between now and the start of the season? Will they do anything? Is this roster set? The one free agent name still out there and intriguing because he fits the roster, because he plays third base, is Matt Chapman. And his market is deteriorating. It really is. Yesterday, uh, we saw that the Blue Jays are getting ready to sign Eduardo Escobar, third baseman who started last year with the Mets. They already signed Justin Turner. Talking to folks in Chicago, they really think that Cody Bellinger will eventually sign with the Cubs. The Giants made their big signing a couple days ago. So if you do want a Matt Chapman, it does sound like the the possibility gets better Mm -hmm. and better as that market continues to not be there for him, not materialize. Fair fair to characterize. Ryan Divish is almost positive yesterday. I thought so. I thought so, too, when he came to the Mariners, and he pointed to the Polanco move as his favorite move of the offseason, kind of filling that middle-of-the-order bat with a second baseman that was a vulnerability. And as you've said a bunch, if you want to talk about an area that's you got to shore up, if there is one position group, a four-time gold glove winner in in a Matt Chapman at, at a number that, is a lot more sensible than it was two, three months ago. Mm-hmm. Starts to smell about right. It does become a whole lot more interesting, no doubt about it. So fun to talk to Bryce Miller today as well. He's worked on a new pitch. He's throwing a splitter. And uh, if you want to listen to that interview, go find the podcast page at seattlesports.com. Here's the third thing you need to know. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? She needed eight points yesterday. She had 49. She's like, yeah, no biggie. I'm just going to end this drama in the first couple minutes of the game. But honestly, watching her, Brock, it's not just the scoring. It's the assists. It's the involvement. It's the handle. It's the eyes in the back of her head. She really, Mm -hmm. she's a joy to watch play basketball. She is truly remarkable. I I love the uh, T-shirt that Nike made, by the way. Kudos to their marketing team. Do you see that? No. You break it. You own it. <laughs> Pretty good. And, that uh, is good. I like yeah. that. And, of course, Molly, because she loves Caitlin more than her daughters, um, tried to order that on yeah. Nike. And, yeah, sold they out. were hold, hold, hold. That sucker sold out. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Can I give a shout-out to? We've not, not mentioned this name once over the last three or four months or the story, Salk. Mm. But what Kyle Smith is doing, the head coach there of yeah, the Coots men's basketball team, 19 and 6, 10 and 4. They're half a game back of number one in the conference. And oh, by the way, they get to play Arizona. So they've got a shot to win the Pac 12 title when nobody talks about them, nobody believes in them, everybody raids their program. And uh, Pat Chung over there, that dude can hire coaches. He knows what he's doing. He knows no exactly what he's doing. Unfortunately, those coaches are not going to be in a major conference anymore. But that's everything you need to know. We do a quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk Show. Kudos to the Kraken with their best win of the regular season yesterday as well as they win 4-1 in Boston. All right. Are you ready? I, the phone's got to be good today, right? Come on, people. Bring it. it hey, Maura, Maura, you do this. Maura, you encourage them. I, I think your voice, your way, you sat down with Penix yesterday, got to see some of those interviews. Go ahead. Just really implore the audience and the listeners. Give them the freedom if they want to. Guys, I embarrassed salt. myself for you multiple times recently. It's <laughs> true. Was singing ridiculous <laughs> songs, screaming, and I just think you you need to bring that same energy. Yeah. I think don't that's be don't be afraid. Really not to, even asking to be that much. you. Don't be cool. afraid to bring that Friday either vitriol towards salt. All right, or all right. Just excitement over some of the new hires. It doesn't have to like, be vitriol, Mora. It. it doesn't have to I'm be excited. that. 
There's other ways for this to. It doesn't have to have vitriol, but it can. Well, Congratulate Justin on meeting Bowie. I'm just saying it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't have to. But it can. <laughs> it doesn't have to have vitriol. Those are the numbers. You got a thought on the Mariners. Matt Chapman, pitchers and catchers reporting. Whatever else you would like them to do before the season gets underway or how you feel about the season in general. You want to talk about the Seahawks, the new coaching staff, whether or not they should trade DK Metcalf, a topic I've brought up a couple of times this week, and not everybody seems to be quite on board Gino, with it. Drew. Gino sticking around. Is Drew going to be here? Should they draft Endless. a quarterback? Endless Michael Penix, JJ McCarthy. Bring it. How do you not have something? Caitlin Clark yesterday. Bring you have to have something to say it. today. So 866-979-3776. The phone number. We'll hear from you guys next on Brock and Salk. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Uh, some breaking news. Jimmy Garoppolo suspended two games for PEDs. Say it ain't so, Jimmy. I think he gets that jaw to look the way he does. That human growth hormone strong. <laughs> no kidding. Strong. You think it's HGH? You can't test for HGH, though. He had to be doing some some of the real stuff, trying to rehab or something. You know you can get anabolic steroids at the airport in Cabo? Is that true? Yeah, they, they've got pharmacies right there. I was like, <laughs> what? Anabolics? They're just what? right here. If anybody wants to get yes. bigger, just jump on the anabolic train. Holy shit. I got to imagine that some of that face routine, the snail mucin or something. Yeah. All right, 866-979-3776. Let's hear from you guys. Mariners, Seahawks, DK, quarterbacks, Gino, new coaching staff, pitching staff, Matt Chapman. Let's start with Mike and Edmonds, of course. I got a sense of what Mike might talk about. What's up, man? How are you? <laughs> Hi, Saul. Hi, Brock. Happy pitchers and catchers oh, to you. Oh, nice. I know, I know. It's great. Um, I want to make a point real quick about pitching. Then I got a Manny Ramirez story I've been waiting to share for, with oh, you for a long time. All right. Uh, of the, at least as far as I can tell from last count, uh, of the 23 international signings, 14 were pitchers. So maybe that's the next wave. I know they'll be a while because they're all younger, but... At least, uh, at least they're paying attention to that. So, yep. So, Manny Ramirez. Yeah. Back in, and I had to look this up because uh, my memory's <laughs> fading after all this time. Uh, <laughs> I think it was 2005. Manny was not a DH yet. The Red Sox were in town for a weekend series. Mm-hmm. Manny's playing left field, and uh, I, I can't even remember who was at bat. But there was a long fly ball hit to left field left center field and Manny um, doesn't even try to get too close to it. (laughs) Instead he runs over and he points at the ball, which is right down near the base, the base of the fence. Yeah. He just points at it. Yeah. And it takes the center fielder another two or three seconds to get (laughs) over there. I don't, I don't, I've never seen that. And I don't think I'll ever see it again. You probably won't. Probably not. He hit a home run later in that game to make up for it though. No, that was the deciding runs right there. Oh, there were two or runs <laughs> off that play. Yeah, yeah, those things happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Tito covered se- for him You know, we get to baseball game. season. I just love hearing that voice yeah. right there. It's kind of like Ricky. 
We love hearing Rick Reyes when we start spring training in just a couple weeks, and uh, we get to hear from you, my sure. friend. So All thank right. you. Appreciate Let's it. Let's get right back to these. 866-979-3776. Kevin is in Squim. What's up, Kevin? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, yeah, so my topic for this morning is the DK, your piece on DK, and I and I disagree with you, Mike, uh, but the way that I disagree with, agree with you is that I absolutely want DK gone. Um I'm not wanting to give him away and I think they should play their cards to get as much as possible, but you know, I'm sort of a grudge holding construction manager type of guy who does not appreciate employees who feel like they're above the rules and uh, are even willing to publicly state that. And mm. so, yeah, I want him going. Mm. And uh, you know, I don't care if he hears this and gets pissed off, you know, good for him. But yeah, uh, he, he lost some know? good. Yeah, I think he lost some goodwill with folks last year. I don't think there's any question, you know, that, that whole way he treated Pete and as loyal as Pete was to him. And, and heck, Pete is going to be loyal to his grave mm-hmm. and give grace to those guys. He's not a not a construction supervisor. Um, but I do think there was some some goodwill lost in some of that behavior. Having said that, and I was chatting with these again, folks in Chicago yesterday about Caleb Williams and you're two for Caleb at SC. Not like year one. There was more drama. There was more stuff. But year one at Oklahoma, unbelievable. Year one at USC, unbelievable. Year one, wherever he's going to go, probably unbelievable. And you know what? This is going to be year one of the Mike McDonald regime. Mm-hmm. And while John Schneider's still there and a lot of the folks in the departments are still there, there's going to be, I think, a bunch of guys on this roster whose behavior is going to be a little bit different than it was with yeah. the comfort of I having a guy fair. like Pete Carroll. Yeah, because it's it's something new and, and you want to kind of, you know, put there's your accountability. These guys, You don't have the equity in the bank but with this guy. But the flip side guy. is if you are the new coach and you're 36 years old and, and if you do believe that DK's a headache in some way, do you, is that something you want to deal with as a brand new coach and put yourself into some situations where, you know, you may get called upon to have to make difficult decisions? So we'll see. 866-979-3776. Gary's in Kennewick. What's up, Gary? Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Great. So good. Okay. It's good to hear. Say, just wanted your take, and I'll take the answer off the air, about uh, Mike Chapman, why he's, why he's still available. Matt Chapman, why he's available? Yeah. Well, I mean, because he he turned down a ton of money in Toronto. I mean, he turned down four years, a hundred plus, and unfortunately, is he a Boris guy? He is. He is a Boris guy. All the guys so, are Boris guys. So understand that this guy. agent is the superpower, super broker, and he thinks that he runs the show mm-hmm. for these teams. He dictates, and you know what? His record has spoken to some of that of how he dictates where guys end up certain places making X amount of dollars. Chapman, as Salk said, turned down a lot of money, turned down a qualifying offer of a one-year over $20 million offer. The reason people are not screaming for him is a little older, and that bat's gotten a little slower. Yep. And that bat just did not have the juice. It did in April. My gosh. He's not old, though. He's like 30. I mean, it's not like he's 35 years old. No, he's, he's not like 35. 30. But the, but the bat has just not been dynamic. Yeah. And and he's not my favorite player. Again, I I, I, I want to continue to... to a career 180 hitter at T-Mobile Park. Yeah. And with a lot of at-bats. He's, he's, he's got holes. There's no doubt. But his strength is that glove. Man, is he a great defensive player. And when he's good, he's very good. Mm-hmm. Right? Offensively. When he gets hot, he's very good. And what he is, is better than what you have. It's not that he's perfect. This isn't the way I would have wanted to do it. I just think he's better than what you have. 866-979-3776. Ryan's here in Seattle. What's up, Ryan? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I have a question for Brock. It's a pretty serious question. Um, Brock, do you like J.J. McCarthy so much because he's recently engaged? 
That's a part of it. <laughs> you know that's question, Ryan. Did he, I didn't eat Ryan. I didn't even know that. Well, you didn't? I thought you stayed on. Like, you I know, know. Now he likes him even more. Every player in their yeah. marital situation, though. No? Boy, do I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Better to marry than born and um, <laughs> die ahead, in lust. Yes. So, yeah, um, I like that a lot. Yep. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that taken care of. Question, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Thank question. you for that, Ryan. That's great. Let's go to Pew Wallop. We'll talk to Evan. Hi, Evan. Good morning. Hello, Evan. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I just wanted to say that I think I've made the wrong decision giving Gino that guaranteed money. The reason I think that is, you know, from the past, just watching him play, I think he's been solid. But last year I thought Drew Locke played a lot better against similar competition when he had his opportunities. Um, I don't think Drew Locke's better than Geno Smith. But I do think Drew Locke gives us a lot more uh, autonomy with our money to be able to sign more people or retain more talent onto the team, which would in turn make our team better going mm-hmm. into next year. Yeah, what you're saying is similar talent for less money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the, the challenge I have with that is by picking up this option, the story's not over. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another nine point whatever due March 18th. The new league year begins. There's going to be a lot of conversations between now and then with your own free agents, the roster, and everybody else around the league. They're going to all gather at the combine with all the different agents. So the hay is like halfway in the barn. 12 of the 22 is in there. So maybe two-thirds of the way okay. in the barn, but it's not in the barn. And these conversations are not going anywhere. And oh, by the way, if you did not pick up that 12.7, the amount of actual savings on the deal is not terribly substantial. And it was not so much yesterday or today, actually, as that became due. And mm-hmm. he gets that guarantee that it's going to prohibit you from taking care of your own. There's going to be other issues. going to be other guys, Jamal, Tyler, mm-hmm. some other names making even more money than a Geno Smith to take care of. All right, let me grab uh, Mark in Brennan. What's up, Mark? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Great to talk to you guys again. Hey, Brock, uh, went to the, took my 88-year-old dad and older brother to the uh, Northern Colorado game uh, mm. the other night and just had a great time. Walked in, got a couple guys standing there as we were walking up to the ticket counter, and they asked if we wanted a couple of tickets, and turned out they were floor-level seats. For my dad and my brother, it was awesome. Your girls played great. Good for you to teach the girls how to shoot free throws. Mm. Um, the, uh, they had a girl there, like an eight-year-old, that sang the national anthem, brought an absolute tear to everybody in the crowd. It was awesome. Was that you teaching the girls my to shoot free throws, or was that Molly? Let's be clear on this. <laughs> well, during COVID, let's be clear, I won the free throw competitions oh, in the backyard. Let's wow. be very, very clear. I was yeah. a career 77.6%, not that I remember any of that in Washington. <laughs> so that was one of the things I could decently do. Molly shoots the three. Molly plays the defense. Molly does everything else, but I was pretty decent at free throw okay, shooting. Okay, good. So, All right. Yep, big uh, big one, uh, Battle of the Brawl, Brawl of the Wild, Montana, Montana State. Tomorrow, Adam Center, we will be there. It'll nice. be pretty fun. That'll be pretty great. I really mm-hmm. did enjoy watching the women play yesterday. I really enjoyed watching Caitlin Clark. It so was, if you, Heather, so and the girls her. and Gertie made the seven-hour road trip to Missoula and you watched the game with 5,000 <sighs> people I'd tomorrow, to. you would absolutely love it as yeah, well. Gert, what would be better than being in a car with a puppy for seven and seven a half hours? hours? That, sounds, uh-huh. that sounds ideal, especially a Frenchie, which so starts every It's a growth minutes. mindset. Yeah. It's a growth mindset. It's more of a smell issue, quite frankly. 866. Wendell made it there, though. He made it all the way to yep. to uh, Missoula. He made it mm-hmm. even farther than that. It's quite a yep. trip for him. 866-979-3776. Paul's in Renton. Hi, Paul. Good morning. 
Hey, Mike, I feel you on the Frenchie thing. My Frenchie just blew me out of my office yeah. here, and it's it's quite awful. They have so a problem. They, uh, they have a pr- The weirdest thing, too, is they're not loud with their farts either. They just give a little pfft. No. And then Simon. the next thing you know, you're like, oh, yeah. no, I can run Simon for the hills. Yeah. Simon, but deadly. Yeah, they just yeah, give a little poof. Yeah, it's gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, I wanted to talk about the Matt Chapman thing. And with Perry Hill coaching a lot of the infielders, you saw the help that he did with Eugenio Suarez. I mm-hmm. think he can do that with Urias and Rojas and not go out and put a three-year deal on the table for a guy who has a slowing bat that's probably only going to get slower. Mm-hmm. His strikeout rate's probably going to be a lot higher. It just doesn't really make sense for the construct of this roster. and The things that we saw last year with you, a Eugenio and a slower bat, or I guess a, more, a higher strikeout rate, yeah. Um, yeah. I think Perry Hill can go ahead and help those guys out in the infield. And you look at something as a trade deadline if your team uh, deserves that. Or you mean when? <laughs> when your Ooh, team I needs like a that. third base. No, I like what he said right I don't right disagree there. with any of that, quite frankly. Honestly, Paul, I, I, I'm right there with you. This, is, this one's sort of a painful one for me. I've never been a big Chapman fan. It's just that he's the guy yeah. that's there. It just seems forced then, yeah, right? It does. And I don't yeah. think you really need to force anything. And it, you don't need to spend money on a, a restricted budget for a guy that you're trying to force a, a puzzle piece into a place that doesn't fit. Salk, when in your life, thank you, great phone call. Yeah, really good. Thanks, Paul. Even, you're, Paul, you're a Frenchie owner. When in your life has settling ever been a good thing? Well, it's not about settling here. I no, you just said you're settling. This would be settling. No, I didn't. You didn't say that? I don't think I used that word. Are you sure? No, I just said he's what's there. He's what's mm. available, mm. right? I mean, like, it's not that he's my ideal third baseman for the Mariners. I mean, but... in the world of dating, that's settling. Oh. I mean, isn't all of the world You're of dating settling right these days? Mm-hmm. How long have you been single? The whole world is settling, Mora. What are you talking <laughs> about? You're so I'm single because I'm not settling. Well, that's <laughs> my give point. him a chance. What if he is the one? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Paul, you're very convincing. Speaking of single last night, man, Lefko looked good in that suit and tennis shoes. Mike Ross. Lefko was not happy single. with himself because he's wearing a tie. He's like, I'm not wearing a tie next year. Like Mike yeah. Ross. We'll just awesome. take it off. That's what I said. Just get rid just, of it. Yeah, just take it off. Put it in the coat pocket. Scott's in Redmond. Hi, Scott. Good morning. Good morning, guys. You know who I miss this time of year? I hate to bring it up. It's John Clayton. Mm-hmm. He'd have all the answers to who are the salary cap people casual would be. Yep. And why, you know, I mean, every Saturday morning I was right there from eight to 10 Yeah. in that morning drive. I was listening to you guys when he'd come on and in the afternoons, I mean, I enjoyed that. And uh, right yep. now he'd be talking about all this stuff and he'd have all these answers. Yep. Like only he could. I mean, I've listened to things and I'm still waiting to see what's going to happen with this roster. How many, when's the big surprise move? Are we going to have a surprise move? Now he's, this is John Snyder's team. He's calling yep. all the shots. Yep, yep. So what's, what's got to be his first, oh, my God, move? You yep. know what I mean? That just kind of gets everybody by surprise. Well, that is a great phone call, and I would echo that. John was ahead of everybody else when it came to the salary cap. He just he had an understanding of that, and he knew those numbers inside and out. He was immensely connected with so many teams and so many people that helped in that understanding. So that is a, uh, that is a tremendous phone call. Um, I think John would tell you, though, that, hey, man, with John Schneider, <laughs> he's not, not an easy read. Mm-hmm. I, I think this coaching hire, as Stacey Ross said, like this is like a, a disruptor. This is a growth mindset. This is taking a swing where Dan Quinn would have been the comfortable 
he would have been the safe, and that's just not been John Schneider's M.O. when he's made decisions in the draft, and I, I think these, the staff is representative of that, and I think you're right. I think your instincts are right there. There is going to be a move over the next month that is going to be outside the box yep. because that is. is the way he's typically wired. There usually is. All right, good stuff, great stuff, fun phone calls. Thank you, everybody. Great way to end uh, a week heading into a long weekend. How about that? We got Monday off, which is super exciting, and we'll finish things up with some ranking. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Salk. Top ten list. I'm not buying it. Ranked. Well, with the freezing cold temperatures the last few days, snow on the car yesterday, ice on my steps as I was leaving my house today, had to shoot a text to Heather, might have even woken her up like, hey, be careful coming down the steps later. Uh, we thought we'd rank summer, Brock. Just thinking about summertime, right? Awesome. Time to start thinking about, like Olaf, well, right? In I mean, summer. it's going to feel like summer. We're in manifesting over, summer, Brock. That's what we're so manifesting. A week from now, yes. we'll be on whatever. Darn right we will. <laughs> Darn right we will. So in addition to Olaf, here's some others. Not thinking about tomorrow. Singing oh. sweet home Alabama Come on. all Come on. summer long. All summer long. Great kid rock. I know you knew that. Yeah, why'd rock. you pick his version? <laughs> well, because he's the only one who That's did all, he, summer all summer long. Because he's thinking it's about going sleeveless. Right. Salk's thinking about going sweet home Alabama. Yeah. You thinking about going sleeveless down in Arizona? Uh, no. Okay. Well, so I could like put my deodorant on in public? No, oh I'm not planning God. that at all. You can't get over it. Barnsley, you all going to be sleeveless on your tour this weekend? You know, we do have some sleeveless in Seattle tank tops that I could bring. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> So gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, I'm feeling this right. You know what? I like them a lot. It's just a, it's really close to a Cat Stevens. Oh, Seals and Crofts. Yeah, it's yeah, such a good song, it's though. It's a great song. I really do like that song a lot. <laughs> You're putting me in the mood so far. Am I? I was going to yeah. say, this is, I think, I'm going to make this playlist for our, this drive, pretty good our drive to Portland yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, when Wassel was here, we would often mention the movie Summer School. <laughs> Tension breaker. Had to be done. <laughs> one of my favorites. I <laughs> love that one. Uh, probably the biggest song of the last year, at least in my house, has been this one. That's cool. Cruel Summer? It's Cruel Summer, Taylor Swift. Not to be confused with Cruel Summer by Bananarama. So far, pretty good road trip music, right? Yeah. We're nailing it. We I got... thought that was Ace of Base. You no. thought that was Ace of Base? That's Bananarama. That's probably like <laughs> five, seven years before Ace of Base Mora. existed. Come on, Mora. Did they do a remake of it? No. No, Mora. So. You're not no, Mora. Was that... that remake done, though, for the uh, for the soundtrack for Blue Crush? Cruel Summer remake for Bananarama? So. Yeah. Oh, really? I think they did a little You love the Blue Crush. No, Mora. That's yeah. not oh. it at all. Mora, that's not it at all. I see a no. big miss that we, we, we Oh, yeah, have. bro. Because you never get music wrong. <laughs> no, Mora. That's DJ right there. Jazzy G. No, Mora. There's a little DJ Jazzy Jeff, who we talked about. Uh, Why are you six, shaking your head at me? Well, oh, I was it was me. It was me. The 360, oh. Neil. I'm so sorry. I didn't get Summertime Rolls, Jane's Addiction. That is a fantastic mm, song in there, right? 
Brooke, I wanted apologize. to use the original of this, but for you, I thought uh, Justin and I put in the Alan Jackson version. Sometimes I wonder what, what I'm going to do. do. Is it right? Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Yeah. I didn't know Alan Jackson did a version of that, but... Oh, it's a great song. Um, mm-hmm. Ace of Base did do A Cruel Summer. Really? Yes. Wow. They did their version? So, wow, look at holy you. Holy okay. I had no idea. They did Never a remake. Never more again. Jeez. Was Alan take Jackson, that, Brock. Was Alan Jackson a sleeveless country shirt guy? I think he was think a ripped was. off. Yeah. That's a good yeah. look. Uh-huh. Yeah. Summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, 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 some, some, summertime, 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 Ooh, man, Captain Tom has some good mule deer summer sausage. Oh, yeah. We need gonna, to... I think I gave you some. I got, yeah, I did. I was going to say I had some. I have some elk some, summer sausage. I'll bring you next time. Soon. Avery's been watching the summer I turned pretty. There's I Know What You Did Last Summer. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've seen Midsommar. Oh, oh that dark. Very dark. dark. Summer, uh, summer from Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. Course. So you and Brock both said that, and someone just texted it in. You guys have yeah. really good memories of that movie. Yeah. That song, the motels. We're kind of getting into eighties music great again. Road recently. trip music. This yeah. is gonna work. Yeah. I'm doing it. You got summer. Calvin Harris in the summertime. Mungo Jerry. All summer long by the Beach Boys is a great song. Summertime Sadness, Lana Del that Rey. One's not, that one's not going on the list. Hot Girl Summer, Megan Thee Stallion. Black Summer, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Cool for the Summer, Demi Lovato. Sheesh. I know there's so many. You're so last summer. <laughs> Justin, we have our friend Summer Treat up there in Glacier Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Summer, yeah. Summer, summer, summer Nights from Greece. Uh-huh. I'm sure you thought there of that. There was uh, two girls that I grew up with. One was named Summer and the other was named Winter. Really? Shout out. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> you ever heard of Summer Tea, Sol? No. Summer here, summer there, summer everywhere. <laughs> There's uh, Summerland, of course. Yeah, and yes. then uh, the Van Halen did uh, Hot Summer Nights as well. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot. And the dog uh, days of summer are coming. So are you ready for the top five? Do you feel prepared for the top five yep. summers? Top five summers. All right, let me find number five. Ryan Adams. Dang. Come on, man. My favorite part of this is that Justin wrote Ryan Adams. Oh, I did. Here on the sheet, yeah. <laughs> we started a band. Oh, and my bad. It felt so good. I know. It's probably just great. Right Play out. that old six string. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, I like this song. It's a great song, but it's especially good at the beginning of Die Hard 3. Or 3. Right? They're showing all the scenes from all around the city, and then all of a sudden the truck blows up. Oh, you're right. That's pretty yeah. great. Great use of the one spoonful right there. That's number four. Mm-hmm. Summer's ranked. Okay. Uh, I'll take right. your word for that. Really? How you many know diehards were there? I don't know. One, really. Yes. One that matters. <laughs> the others are all eh. Suzanne Summers? Yeah. This is Donna Summer, of course, Brock. Oh, yeah. Number three on our Great music videos, this one. Really? I have no idea, but I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it's maybe even a little early for that. You sure? I don't know. Isn't that 70s? Like late 70s, maybe was early it? 80s? I don't know. Sort of before, I I'm think. I'm feeling a let's get physical this. kind of vibe in that video. Yeah. Yeah, it's not far off. Olivia Newton. I think I got another big miss that we have. Uh, oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yes. That is a good one. Dang it. School's Ooh. out. Yep. Yeah. Alice Cooper. That is a good one. That is a miss. Good job. Mel is still alive. Yeah. He's doing great. Still hosting his radio show. In those commercials with Baker Mayfield a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two, Summer Ranked. This, this is a great trip. This is a great song. The Atari's yeah, yeah. version of this is a great cover. And a black flag sticker on a Cadillac. Yep. And when I saw the Eagles with my dad last month, that was one of the highlights. That was, they they played that song. It was amazing. Awesome. I really loved it. I love that song. Yeah. Number one, Brock. I assume you could guess. Nope. One of the true voices of our youth, of our generation. Well, he's not of our generation, but for Kenny our generation. No, not Kenny Long. <laughs> Do you even like sports? Man rush, and Young stumbles on the way back and fires up the middle. Pass is caught by Owens. Owens made the catch. That, of course, is... Pat Summerall. Pat Summerall. Can I tell you maybe the greatest compliment I ever got in my life? Was I was doing NFL in 2020. And Howie and those guys watched the games, have... And Kurt Menefee texted me and said, golly, man, it's funny. Terry Bradshaw, some of the guys here think you sound like Pat Summerall. Oh, you do a little bit. That's true. And I was like, that is one heck of a compliment. Maybe the nicest thing ever said about me. Yeah. But unlike Pat, who said very few words, I say everything that comes to my mind. Right. You're like a Pat Summerall if you talk a lot. I'm a verbose Pat Summerall. You talk too much. (laughs) (laughs) There are tons of others. Summer's a tough category. We did get Doing Time by Sublime, Summertime. That's which in there, is, yeah. Yeah, I forgot to play it. The Summer Nights, did you say that? Hot Summer Nights no, and Summer, summer nights. nights. I got both of those. Greece. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot. Be Good safe, one. Justin. Summer Be classic. safe. I will. If anybody wants to join us, no, probably they, don't. They still have room for seven in their uh, van. We have a big Be van safe. going They just want to try to make themselves today. uncomfortable as possible. You have to get a tattoo. We're probably getting tattoos this week. On your hip. <laughs> We're getting Morris tattoo, all of us. <laughs> You gotta get Mora tattooed on your hip in Latin. Uh, we're all karaoke bodies. Mora, Mora. Back to you back have to, to get back. It right onto your hip. All right, we gotta go. Uh, we'll stick around uh, for Bump and Stacy, who are next. We'll you be back have this much Tuesday fun. morning. Not till Tuesday. We got the day off on Monday. See you guys Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. Until then, the hey. Barn, go See Gris. See everybody. Go Gris. Get to the chopper!